Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, Old Time Music with Cameron Dewitt and Friends. This week's friend is Shohei Sitsumi. We recorded this last month in Osaka, Japan. Before we get started, I'm teaching a one-off online banjo workshop Sunday, July 16th at 5 p.m. Pacific, and the topic will be A-Tunes Up the Neck. It's $40 for an hour and a half workshop, and it'll be recorded if you can't make it and want to watch it later. Reach out to me if you can't afford it and want to go and we'll work something out. I also offer a queer discount and free admission for black participants as part of my reparative practice, modest as it is. Just send me a message on Instagram or something and I'll start handing out discount codes. Sign up now at CameronDeWitt.com store, which is linked in the show notes. It's going to be a good time. Hope to see you there. Stick around afterwards to hear how to keep up with Shohei Sitsumi. But first, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy. It's me. Welcome back to Get Up in the Cool. Hey, thank you for uh, inviting me again to this show. <laughs> and welcome yeah. to Osaka, Japan. Yeah, thank you for inviting me to your to your your home here. What, what is the name of your hometown? It's uh, Iwatacho. Iwatacho. I- Iwata Town. <laughs> and Cho means town. Hmm? Cho means town. Oh, so yeah, the Cho means, yeah. Okay, that explains a lot. I've been seeing that around a lot. Mm-hmm. That's just, I guess, would be the equivalent of uh, ton. <laughs> in, in the states, mm-hmm. yeah. So the last I've only seen you in person one time. It was yeah. in 2017. I think it was in April, and it was in Boone, North Carolina. And we are in this this big historic house yeah. where I think there's a weekly old time jam. Yeah. Jones House. Yeah. Jones House. Yeah. yeah, very good. Uh, that was like six years ago. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, Becca and I on the uh, Shinkansen uh, from Tokyo to here, mm-hmm. we were listening to your interviews um, just uh, so I could uh, preemptively introduce Becca to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was really interesting listening to that first interview and then the interview that we did, I think two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, a, it was a little bit like interviewing a completely different, <laughs> a completely <laughs> different person. You're at a very different stage in your relationship to old time music and probably just your relationship to your, to yourself. Mm-hmm. And last time I played with you, you were playing electric guitar, old time tunes mm-hmm. <laughs> and you were, you had a, a, a total left turn from your, what was the word that you used to describe yourself? <laughs> I think back in 2017, uh, like neo-traditional conservatist or something like yeah, that. Something yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It seems like you haven't lost your traditional style. <laughs> you didn't throw it away. Uh, I'm feeling it in my hands. I always, when I ever actually play with like a, a southern fiddler, I'm like, oh, I need, I need to catch up <laughs> to try to actually catch the feel of it. Mm-hmm. What have you been up to since I talked to you last, uh, musically? So, you know, uh, like two years ago, I was actually like into electric guitar, mostly because, you know, like a generally Japan, the like a housing situation really different from what I had in the States. Uh, all the houses are really small, and actually my house is located just next to the neighbors, you know. So I would want to keep playing on the acoustic instrument, like a fiddle, guitar, but I couldn't. But I found with electric guitar or electric fiddle without amp, yeah. wouldn't bother my neighbors, yeah. even my family, you know. So I, the most important thing for me was and is just to keep playing, you know, in any way. Yeah. And I found really interesting to play uh, like a uh, like practice on electric guitar without amp, but I can kind of uh, pay attention to the really small volume, and uh, I think I kind of uh, got the better ears to listen to the subtle difference, yeah. you know, because if you put the mute on the fiddle, it kind of kills the dynamics of the instrument, but actually you have to be keen, more keen to, you know, the sound itself, mm. so, you know, I think I have a kind of a much better like a understanding, you know, how the instrument should sound, you know. Mostly I practice on the fiddle, on electric fiddle huh. recently too. So yeah. playing the, this fiddle actually maybe a one month, you know, like a, last time I played was a, a month or two months ago, actually. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I was a little surprised how it's loud, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's filling the space. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so I just practice uh, you know, all the tunes on the electric guitar or fiddle or banjo with a, a lot of towels in it as a uh-huh, mute, you yeah. know. But I still practiced and I found, you know, uh, yeah, playing a kind of different styles on electric guitar was really fun, but also, oh, I couldn't forget what I have learned, what I have given to, what I've got to, you know, from other people, other nice folks, you know, from the past. You know, so uh, currently I think I, I still play the, like a kind of a different, you know, 
taste music on electric guitar occasionally, but now like uh, almost like 50-50 percentage of the you know yeah. tunes preference. So I listen to the some old time recordings nowadays more often than I did last two years. You know. Yeah. So I think I kind of I've grown enough, you know, to accept all of my past, you know, kind of different moments, you know. Yeah. Different kind of showhei, you know, <laughs> kind sure. of different identities of myself, you know, as a musician, mm. you know. Would you say that you like to focus on one thing? Yeah. And not focus on other things and like just yeah, put a just lot of one, energy just one, one at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh how often do you like focus on one thing and then just sort of leave it? Change and then it, how yeah. often do you come back to it? Because, I mean, today, you're not just going to be playing the fiddle. You're going to be Some other a, lot, a lot of other <laughs> things. Yeah. So, I think maybe, like, uh, in a short time range, you know, maybe one month is maybe a good kind of a cycle to yeah. me. Like, playing uh, really traditional stuff. And, and then I got the board, then playing different things another month. But uh, maybe if I look back, you know, Maybe I can say like one year or two years, it's a kind of a yeah. huge cycle, yeah. you know, because I sometimes, so I used to listen to the hard rock, heavy metal before I got into all the time. When I was a high school kid, you know, I really wanted to play the heavy metal, you know. <laughs> so maybe two years ago, you know, when I was into electric guitar, I listened to a lot of heavy metal, you know, mm. and hard rock music, you know, but now... I don't listen to them because I I think I have enough, you know. I had enough, you know. Sure. So I just can I can just play this music on my head instead of listening to the recordings, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But suddenly, maybe maybe two years from now, maybe I might you might go back go back to yeah. <laughs> listen to some heavy metal stuff, yeah. you know, and getting some new inspirations or something, you know. So. So. Something I wish I had asked you a couple of years ago. I don't think I asked this. Where, where do you go to make noise? Because obviously you don't just play on, you know, your electric versions of these instruments. Um, and where do people in general, in uh, very densely populated areas like Osaka and Tokyo, mm-hmm. where where do people go to to practice their their uh, passions and their skills when they take up a lot of either, you know, like I'm imagining people who do visual art, that would probably take up a lot of physical space. Mm-hmm. Uh, this kind of uh, instrument, <laughs> banjos and fiddles, mm-hmm. probably take up a lot of sonic mm-hmm. space. Where do people go to pursue that kind of thing? If, like, can you just go do it outside or would people get uh, upset? Not, not That's outside, not the yeah, vibe. Yeah, I haven't seen outside. anyone busking. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Mostly that, yeah, playing something loud or speaking something, you know, loud in yeah. public space is kind of, a, you know, avoided by Japanese people, you yeah. know. I think we tend to be quiet as much as we can, you know. Yeah. So for the like electric guitar, like a rock guitarist, often uh, rent a space, you know, there are a lot of practice studios. Yeah. So... What? Especially if you are a drummer, you know, you cannot have an acoustic drum right, right here. Right. Maybe, he, you know, it's gonna actually 
you know, some people call the policeman, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, people pay to just rent a space for an hour or, you know, few hours, you know. You need a lot of money to just uh, yeah. have a kind of an ideal setting for the instrument, you yeah. know. Because fiddles might be acceptable, you know. But if you play a cello or a bass, you know, you need a... The sound travels. Sound, yeah. yeah. So uh, these people have always had a time, you know, finding the spaces. Because, you know, uh, if you are rich enough, you can build a, your own studio, you know, yeah. at your home. But it's not uh, realistic for most people. If yeah. you are young people, like a student, you know, you don't find a space. Yeah. So most students belong to a clubs, you know, music clubs, you know, because they can't use a, a school's rooms, you know, for practice. And uh, and I'm just gonna switch maybe a little bit off topic, but for the college student. Uh, what I found interesting is that Japan's college, uh, these like clubs cultures are totally different because uh, if you go to a one, if you visit the one university, they have tons of music clubs. Mm. You know, each club have like 40 to 100 people, you know? Yeah. Like a four grades, four, four grades? Yeah, so first grade, 25, 20, second, 25, like this, you know? And they kind of had their own culture, you know. So one club is specified on, specialized in the like modern pop music. Yeah. And another might be a, like a jazz, you know. Hmm. Another might be the, like a, more like a traditional Japanese music, you know. And now it's really declining. There are the four or five but still there are the bluegrass clubs actually in the college. And that actually okay. helped to preserve and develop the Japanese American folk music uh, community. So you're sharing the overhead of a club space. Yeah, and but uh, some, if you go to some university, they practice outside, you know, like okay, on, yeah. on campus, you know. Yeah, yeah but and then the, it's acceptable in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So club culture is actually helping to young people, but if you, so what happens if they graduate? Right. You know? So that's a, maybe the one moment most people quit the playing instrument. Yeah. Even if mm-hmm. they fell in love with the banjos at the bluegrass club, after they find a job and quit, uh, graduate from the university, they might uh, quit because they can't find a place to practice or you know they can't practice yeah. with uh, the abandonment you know right so that's a kind of really sad to see but uh, some people still continue playing they have uh, enough passion you know right just to, you know you have to really want it though yeah, yeah it seems yeah, like yeah. there's a lot of obstacles mm-hmm. yeah so yeah it's, it's interesting because i i would imagine that in Japanese culture, you want art to exist. <laughs> you want it to be around. <laughs> yeah. So I guess maybe maybe this is uh, maybe this is almost a way of making it like there's obstacles so that the people who really want to do it uh, 
are the ones making the art. <laughs> so I guess there's a, a silver lining there. What else do you want to play? What other instruments do you want to play today? Let me play the guitar. Okay, great. Give me a moment. I and you have mentioned this in previous interviews, but uh, you haven't done it on the show before. You have a sort of hybrid style mm-hmm. of guitar. Maybe we can talk about that after we play a tune. Yeah. But what tune do you want to play? I forgot how to pronounce it. Darling Nelly Gray? Yeah. Can you say that for me? Yeah. Darling Nelly Gray. Yeah. <laughs> it's a kind of a you know uncommon for me you know these oh, words sure. so I I love the tune and I I get familiar with the melodies but yeah. always learning the words in English that's oh, hard for me yeah. so like uh, instead of learning the songs you know with the singing like uh, maybe one tunes I would rather choose uh, learning the just melodies you know sure because I can maybe learn the fifty tunes. You know, <laughs> sure. Like, yeah. If I ha- for the same time, if I have to take on the learning one tune yeah. in English, one song in English, you know, absolutely. So yeah. I'm more into like melodies, you know, yeah. rather than the vocal things, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll do an instrumental version then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, can we start? Yeah. the style of guitar playing that you're doing? So my style is a kind of a combination of the Mother Mabel Carter style and the Chester Macmillan style and also other kind of a local North Carolina Virginia mm. guitarist with uh, finger picks actually. Mm. Yeah. So my 
understanding is that Maybelle Carter sort of played with a thumb pick, played the melody mm-hmm. on the usually the low three strings. Yeah. And then plays the chords with a sort of down up flick yeah. of the index finger. Brush things, yeah, with the yeah. index. Yeah. And and you're doing a down brush with like a middle finger. Well, with the middle finger. Okay, and also I, here too, and the index too. Yeah, because you you have a pick on your index. Yeah. Which seems like it would be a little difficult to do a down a down brush with. Yeah. So like going up was yeah. Oh, that. so yeah. the no, sorry, yeah, that, that was yeah. If so, it, yeah, it's like a scrapey down. Yeah. Yeah. You think so, it would get stuck? Because you know, uh, I found that you know Mother Mabel Carter did really well with just index fingers, mm. you know, both ways, down and up. But I found it's really difficult for me. So uh, what I have got from Chester McMillian from yeah. North Carolina is that he wears actually uh, another pick on middle finger. And uh, how can I say, the other way, so like maybe some Crowhammer player put the finger like this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, instead of, you know, doing the down brush with index, uh, he plays a middle finger. So, so you have a, uh, a middle finger, sort of a, like a, a finger pick turned backwards in a claw hammer style, and then on your index, you have it turned the uh, the standard way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting. That's yeah. a Chester's way, actually. And you're kind of in between. You yeah. use some middle, but with no pick. Yeah, yeah, because uh, uh, Chester actually wears uh, plastic picks on these index fingers, mm. but I didn't find any good plastic picks for me to fit me, fit my fingers, yeah. you know? So... Uh, they're not as, uh, they're not as, um... You can't mold them to your shape quite as easily with the metal, because you just bend yeah. the metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes so that's what I find, yeah. Metal picks, if you find, uh, you know, it's really hard, you can just uh, loosen it, you know, tighten it, you know? And uh, I used to practice uh, with this... Chester always has a, like a crowhammer rhythm, so down, down, up, down, down, up. Yeah. You know, and he doesn't play a lot of this hammering on bingo. Okay. But Mother Mabel actually did a lot this thing. Yeah. So I really want to play the melody with the fiddle tunes or banjo tunes mm. on guitar, follow the kind of have the same feel because always banjo and the fiddle have a kind of syncopation rhythm going on. If you stay like a, it's kind of a little bit boring to me sometimes. Sure. So sure. I, I, yeah. ha- I want it. It's kind of a. You're using the hammer-ons for hammering rhythm, for rhythmic, rhythmic, and also feeling the melody kind yeah. of. Yeah. Interesting. I, I think I got this from the more from the Doc Watson actually. He used a yeah, practice, but he, you know, well, yeah, yeah. So I got a lot of influence, you know. From both finger pick players, also flat picking players, yeah. you know, and uh, yeah, I just ended up, you know, I got uh, sometimes grow a good nail on my middle finger, yeah. and I find that the balancing of the sound actually quite well, you know, without a middle finger pick. So even when I play the Chester's kind of style. At this moment, I don't wear the beat, but I find it's okay for me. For me, this sounds more like a Chester to me. You yeah. know, if I have a, like a, this beat, the 
バランスオブ・ザ・ボリュームっていうのをオブ・ディーズ・ストリーンズ Harsh for me, like a not well balanced, you know?、Yeah. So that's my way how to. And then recently, like a, when I really got into electric guitar, I found that I could get some inspiration from the old hard players, you know, like a Kirby、uh, Snow, you know, the Gayla Sylvia. Yeah, yeah. And I try to practice、uh, these kind of.、Uh, Using、uh, all other fingers, like ring fingers and、uh, pinkies, to make a kind of a brush sound. Yeah. And, uh, because all the hops have、uh, tons of strings, you know. Yeah, you're trying to grab as many yeah, as so possible. Yeah, so you get、uh, like、uh, a lot of octaves, you know, going on. So I think I can get、uh, kind of a similar effect with using all these fingers. So sometimes、yeah. I do like a. Instead of just doing with these two fingers. Sure. Subtle difference, but you know, that's kind of an effect I want to try to use. Now, does this style mostly work with playing songs? Songs. Or, or, or tunes that have the, the kind of note density of a song? I would yeah. imagine. Mm hmm. Like, like, if it was like a, a real or like a, a, a quick, notey fiddle tune, you, it seems,、uh, it yeah. seems like you're mostly limited with this style to playing things that have a quarter note、mm-hmm. speed, depending、yeah. on how you count the notes. Yeah. Yeah, but,、uh, yeah, but what you mentioned is really actually interesting、uh, because、uh, you know, it's kind of a maybe snobbish to say, you know, but I think I got a kind of translator on my mind, you know. Translate these more like, quick, fast fiddle tunes into a, like, these kind of simple melodies, sim- keeping the rhythm. That's、mm. what I have learned a lot from Chester, actually. You know? So he would do this style with full fiddle tunes. Full fiddle tunes, figure yeah. Figure out how to pick out the melody. Yeah. Interesting. So, picking that, how can I say, like, base, basic notes, you know, or like important notes, you know, from, so like, if you change the, Like chord, you know, you only need maybe these three, right? These two, yeah. yeah. But you can fill in, you know,、yeah. like this way, and there's a tons of way, you know, so. And that's really kind of creative for me as a guitar player, because、mm-hmm. most of all the time, play, guitar players are considered the backup、right. kind of player. Right. So, like, a, Hierarchy, you know, always yes, kind of exists.、Yeah. That's、uh, something I want to challenge against. You I know? love that.、Yeah. You know, I, I'm not actually an activist, you know. <laughs> just want to show <laughs> through my playing there's a lot of possibilities, you、yeah. know, just even within the, these kind of a small, you know,、yeah. settings of music. And I have learned, you know, a lot of these local players like Chester, Mabel Carter, you know, actually showed us a Just that still shows us, you know,、yeah. good examples, you know. So, I just what I want to do is just want to keep these kind of a little bit less known traditions、yeah. to modern folks, you know. I'm, I'm going to title this episode Shoei Sitsume, and then the subtitle will be Melodic Guitar Activist. Kevin, <laughs> 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 what I call my style is a kind of metal rhythmic style. Melorhythmic. Because, because I、good. always try to keep the rhythm. You know,、yeah. rhythm is a fast. 
Yeah. Maybe. Uh, not so fast. Maybe melody and rhythm is always the same. It's in balance. Yeah, yeah, balance. There should be always a balance. Mm. So if you just only play this kind of rhythm, for me it's like kind of boring. Sure. I need a melody even. Right. Even if it's even if it's not the melody, you still want it to have a line. Yeah. So I always kind of sing, you know, my mind. Yeah. While you are playing guitar yeah. or other instrument too. And as I said, I have a translator, you know, and I'm yeah. playing the melody on my head always, you know, try to translate banjo's lick onto guitar, fiddle's lick onto guitar, yeah. you know. Yeah. So always playing guitar is fun, you know. One time, maybe the 10 years ago, when I really just began to play the old time music, I thought, oh, guitar. Mm, it's a really limited, you know. Hmm. But through the years, I have learned so many things, you know. So, as a guitarist of the old-time music, I'm think uh, I have a different perspective, you know, from others. Hmm. Like uh, because guitar is actually instrument that sh- should sing in the you know yeah. setting, you yeah. know, even uh, with your vocal, you know. Yeah. Even without your vocal, without the vocals, without yeah. vocal, yeah, yeah. So, and and you're playing in a, you know, when you're playing in this style, you're playing the melody in a completely different register than the banjo mm-hmm. and the fiddle, mm-hmm. which kind of makes sense because I found that like when I'm playing uh, fiddle melodies on the banjo, mm-hmm. um, I inevitably play them different than the fiddle. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm like trying to play all the notes, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's still going to be different. Yeah. Um, but it's very forgiving when there's an octave of space mm-hmm. between uh, the banjo and the fiddle. So if I do a slightly different pathway, like if I if I go and uh, uh, and the fiddle goes, mm-hmm. if we're playing that in the same octave, if I'm up here, I don't know the fret markings on your banjo. <laughs> you know, like if if we're in the same octave, it's it might clash more if we mm-hmm. use those slightly uh, different pathways, mm-hmm. but because it's an octave apart, it doesn't. There's space and it doesn't clash as much. I would imagine that that really comes in handy, so that because there's probably certain things that you can't exactly copy, mm-hmm. but you have to like gesture at the idea of yeah. you know a fiddle riff, but you have to do it slightly different. But you have even more space, yeah, because you're two octaves mm-hmm. away from the fiddle. Yeah, that's really neat. Um, are there are there any noty fiddle tunes that like you were saying that you that there are some like fiddle tunes well, like, that, that the, you interpret? The, the chili winds is naughty for you. Chili winds. It can be, yeah, yeah. So I I I actually good at playing chi, chili winds. Oh, good. Guitar. So could you uh, tune to the A? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like some fiddle versions. Are uh, of this tune are considerably notier mm-hmm. than some other versions. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you're you're able to find the the kind of structural notes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I will play the some of the uh, backups too because you know yeah, the, even yeah. the backups you have a lot of like spaces and actually you know in the Gaylax area of Virginia and near the like Western North Carolina area. A lot of guitar players are good to learn, you know. These, like, a standard tunes that 
best choice for them, you know?、Yeah. They can throw in their own leaks, you know?、Yeah. I'll show you some of the few patterns I really like, you know? Like kind of local, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All the well, let, bass drums. Let's play this and then maybe you can highlight a few, a few of those and then we can、uh, move on to one of your other, Instrument. Your other tools、yeah. here. You said you had some, some Chester licks in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not typically Chester, kind of a Chester, so. Like these kind of, a, you、oh, know,、yeah. basic, you know. And 
I have found that chess does interesting, chess does playing interesting. The, if you have a kind of modal kind of a chord, you know, melody, chess are often. This kind of, instead yeah. of playing the full chord, you know, he just only play the melody. Yeah. So it's kind of, you still, you have the, keep the root key, you know, root yeah. chord, but the, in a different feel. It makes more dissonance. Yeah. Yeah, it's really but nice. But it's a kind of for me that more like all the time, you know, feel because yeah. you, your banjo always have a fifth string, you know, and right. it's going to stay on the same note. Right. And yeah, nowadays, some people put on the fingers on the fifth strings, right? Make a different kind sure, of like note. Sure. But yeah. the, traditionally, you know, most people just stay on the open fifth string, you know, so like this, you know? Yeah. So, like, yeah, I kind of want to always keep those kind of a dissonant, you know, yeah. somewhere in between sound because yeah. I try to just follow the melody and rhythm, you know. I don't care about much about chord because chord depends on the situation, you know. Right. right. But the melody, if you have a lead player like a fiddler, banjo player, there it is, you know. There's one melody. Yeah. You know, so I can kind of just adjust, you know, to it. So, yeah. What I have often do is, uh, yeah, try to have same kind of a banjo note, you know, yeah. listening. And this little... But instead of you know, with your thumb on the fifth string, you're getting it on the uh, with with your pinky on yeah, the pinky, on the yeah. on the E string, on the high E string, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, if you play that kind of C form, you know, C, you often just left the first string mm -hmm. open, but you can. You like that still there, yeah. yeah so. Okay, yeah. Uh, you have to, yeah, put down here. But you know, so, but I can try to, you know, Sometimes do it, sometimes do not eat, you know, yeah. depending on my mood, you know. Yeah. So I, if I want more chord, chord kind of a shape, I just, you know. Yeah, cool. That's the kind of what I have found interesting, yeah. you know. Within the these, you know, three chords, uh, maybe limited, there's yeah. tons of choice you, you can make yeah. as a guitar player. Yeah. And, but you do, it, because of that, you do have to work a little harder than than you do when you play the banjo. Oh, yeah, In yeah, order yeah. to get some of those sounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you have more options. Yeah. I always try to have uh, tons of options so I can choose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of which, um, you were telling me you had some experience and had some success competing on yeah. the lap dulcimer. Yeah. I don't think I've actually heard you play lap dulcimer mm. before. Okay, so yeah, yeah. let's play it. When I competed, I used a different tuning, like a DAD, like a more, more like a, to me, like a modern tuning. Okay. But in the Galax area, which is really famous for its Galax Dalshima style, mm. most people just play on the D, D, all D strings, you know? Yeah. And sometimes they play the, in the A from this tuning, or G. You know. Oh, interesting, yeah. And they use a note. Uh, so, uh, what tune are we going to play? Train on the Island. Yeah. 
and which I didn't practice at all, you know. <laughs> just came up <laughs> just before no, this would be great. I, I love this tune. And uh and we're do and you're doing this on your homemade laptops. Yeah. Great. More on that soon. So great. The, I, I don't think I've ever played with a dulcimer player who uses a note no. before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is what is the, the history of, of that? I don't know. I think, you know, in some region like Gaylax area, people use the nota and uh, like a feather instead of the pick, you know, a like a feather. Yeah. Well, like, I don't know how to say it. Like the hard end of the feather, I'd imagine. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Quill. Quill, quill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quill. That's the word. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. And most players in the Galax area tune the Darushima in the kind of a different way from the modern Darushima, you know, settings. Like they just, you know, tune the same notes, mostly in D. Yeah, D, D, D. D, D, D. Or the same. D, 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 D. Yeah, D, 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 D. Or maybe D, 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 depending on how many strings are in Sure, because you have four on this, but one of them, two of them are in one course. Yeah. Yeah. And that... That's the only strings you play with a nota, you know. Mm. That's a kind of melody strings, right, you know. Right. Um, yeah. And with this nota, like a kind of a slide guitar thing, you know, you can have a note between frets, you know. Yeah. Because most of the Tarashima is a chromatic, you know. So you only have a... Maybe like this, you know? Yeah. Just yeah. fewer frets than the guitar or the banjo. Yeah. 
heart, you know. So, you can have a little bit, kind of blue note kind of thing, you know, between, with a slide technique. Okay, yeah, sure. It adds a kind of a, for me, the old timey feel, you know, it's yeah. more like a southern mountains kind of a taste. And the, in the Galax area, which is really famous for, and the, nowadays, because in this tuning, you cannot play a lot of tunes, you have to select a tune if you want to play a tune on the Darshima in this setting. Yeah. Because you only have the sad notes. Right. You even can't play that chord, maybe, because you need a huge fingers, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> like this. So, that's kind of a, for me, like a declining, you know, style. Mm. But the, when I really got the, into Darshima, like a, five years ago, maybe, I listened to a recording from the uh, Russell family. And Russell family is really famous because uh, uh, Bonnie Russell, she was 13 or 14 years old when she was recorded mm. at that time, like in the 70s, you know. Yeah. She won that Galax a lot of times, in, you know. And uh, she used the nota and she used a quill, you know. Yeah. And played all the fiddle tunes really fast. And uh, like a, for me, it's like just a fiddle, you know, yeah. on the Darushima, you know. Yeah. As yeah. I said on the guitar, you know, thing, I try to want to have uh, always a guitar, uh, always a fiddle banjo kind of, you know, approach to the, every instrument I play. Mm. So, oh, that was what I was trying to, looking for, you know, yeah. when I first listened to the, that recording. And then I try to compete in the, you know, conventions, because yeah. there's a, a lot of players, you know, mostly played a lot of chords in, you know, in the sure, contest. Sure. Because it gives you a more, like, a feelings, you know, mm. I'd say, yeah. But for me, what I really wanted to do is more like a straightforward fiddle tunes on instrument, you know? Yeah, I was, I was noticing how non-chordal your arrangement was, and when I was playing along, I, you know, I often go to voicing that full chord, and then I was actually really enjoying not doing that mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because uh, you get these these moments you know you get these moments like this or um, these little these little things in there mm-hmm. or clusters of notes um, yeah it, it was uh, it was nice to approach that tune mm-hmm. as opposed to train nice to have uh i mean kind of like what you were saying with the the modal tunes mm. not playing the flat the flat seven chord mm-hmm. yeah yeah but actually when i got into got to enter the contest i mostly used the like a dad tuning so yeah. i got the at least a one octave you know difference yes, between yeah. these notes so i could put some chord just uh you know support the melody, you yeah. know. I cannot play right on now because I don't have these uh, strings for the tuning. I can use a kind of a really simple shape, yeah, you know. Yeah, sure. And I can always have the, some drones, you know, going on. Yeah. So that's a, what I really want from my Darshima playing, you mm. know. Because it gives me a kind of drive, you know. Yeah. Just keeping that. 
you know, so... Yeah, but I would imagine you probably can't play the chords if you're using the noter, because you can only do no, one yeah, at a time. No, yeah, yeah, because, yeah, nota can just play the kind of a same spot, you know? Yeah. Some people might do, like, this, oh, you know... Oh, interesting, yeah. <laughs> because that's... Resonator guitar on the bluegrass, you know, they do uh, like this thing, a slide guitar player, yeah. using the slide bar. Yeah, they'll, some they'll turn it sideways, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on Darshima, I don't recommend because, you know, it's kind of... Because you're pushing it down, yeah. right? Yeah, so, you're not just like riding along the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it kills a good resonate, you know, resonation yeah. from the instrument. So right now, I'm really, you know, just uh, uh, try to... Uh, kind of a study and uh, recreate the sound of the Russell family I mm. mentioned before, you know. So I just try to use this tuning, you know. But if I go back to US again and try to compete, I may need a different Darushima. Yeah. You know, like I, the one I had to use to, you know. So, and today I just hold like this, but when I get into con contest, I hold it like this. Oh, interesting. So you're, um, you're holding it so that the, the head is down, down between your legs and, and, and to, to your left. Yeah. Because in this way, I don't have to worry about the moving, you know, the Darushima while playing. Yeah. Sometimes it's kind of really shaky, you know. And then you could probably play louder and more aggressively. Yeah. So, yeah. because I don't have to worry about my arms, I just yeah. keep the same. Yeah. It's a creator for me, like a Boeing, you know. Yeah. Interesting. And I just can just concentrate on playing. You know. Is that a traditional way to hold it? I don't think so. You don't think so? Yeah, this Most is Most people just because it's rap darushima. Right. But, uh, for me, it's kind of not, me darushima. Not, this is like a wrestle. It's like <laughs> you're like wrestling it into submission. Yeah. Yeah. Knee dulcimer. Knee <laughs> dulcimer. <laughs> That'll be on the subtitle of the episode, too. Choice, <laughs> it's me. Knee dulcimer. <laughs> yeah, cool. So, but right now, yeah, I don't have to do it because I don't have to play fast, you know? So, I just uh, play on my lap, you know? Yeah. It sounds fine for me, you know. At least I play the medium tempo, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we have time for one more in the episode proper. Mm -hmm. uh, but before we do that, the Electric Guitar album is is still on its way. But, yeah. So people should still wait to, to wait. hear more about that, follow you on social media and all those kinds of things to hear more news about that. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, if I will publish it, maybe I just post, post it on... Bandcamp again, okay. maybe. Yeah. yeah, but you can just uh, follow my Facebook or YouTube okay. or Bandcamp, my artist page, Shohei Tsumi. Great. Um, not Shohei Tsumi, maybe Old Timer JP. Old Timer JP, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> JP, yeah. Cool, I'll make sure to include all of that oh, thank in the show notes. You. Thanks so much for doing this. This is so fun. Yeah, and so fun. It's, mm -hmm. it's great to have... Um, I was really excited to have a... Uh, a lot of my trips are like music and work oriented. Um, and I was really excited to have a trip where I just have a backpack and no instrument, but it's really nice to have a, a musical moment <laughs> <laughs> because I really missed playing and it's really <laughs> nice to play with you. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for that. Shout out to Yukari, your, your mom mm. who let us uh, record in your shop so that we wouldn't bother anybody. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you so much, Yukari. Yeah.
What do you want to do for our final tune? This is uh, my own kind of composition called uh, Old Lonesome Road, which I kind of、uh, named after from the like,、uh, Lonesome Road, which was、uh, known more like、uh, Fall on My Knees, and also、sure. Lonesome Road Blues, you know? Yeah, yeah. One. I kind of trying to mix them up in、oh, the、okay. name, but the melody is actually from different places, you know, maybe. Some of the Fall on My Knees here on the B part. But A part is more like a kind of song thing, you know? Yeah. So for me, like, it's more like a song, kind of an instrumental version, tune, you、yeah. know? And I like,、uh, encountered this tune like, when I was in West Jefferson, so my second year, you know,、mm. in North Carolina. And just like,、uh, playing around and just like, found, wow, you know, <laughs> this should be some tune repertoire to me. And, you know, Kind of, uh, I got a few more tunes, but this tune is the only one I really like still, so it kind of、uh, won the, my competition, you know, tune, my own composition, tune contest, you know. Oh, very <laughs> this, good. This, yeah. This, this tune is the winner, you know, <laughs> yeah, all、okay. over five or six years, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I like the、play. idea of tunes inside you are competing for, for <laughs> affirmation from your discerning judgments. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. So.、Yeah.
Visit this episode's show notes for links to Shohei's Bandcamp, Facebook, and YouTube pages so you can hear more of his music. Support this podcast at patreon.com slash getupinthecool, also linked in the show notes, along with links to my banjo lessons, my old-time trio Tall Poppy String Band, my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set, and uh, don't forget to sign up for my Atunes Up the Neck Banjo Workshop at camerondewitt.com slash store, also linked in the show notes. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to get up in the cool.